two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? One inept producer. I'm just saying, you guys don't have that same thing before sex? I've got a checklist. Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. Smell it. Oh, wait, I screwed that up. So anyway. <sighs> all right, everybody, back to one. <laughs> Start this all over again. Gotcha. Hello, hello. This is your disappointing crew of That Was Disappointing. I am having a hard time speaking right now because I'm wearing a luchador mask because this is our wrestling episode. Hooray. So joined as <laughs> always by my counterpart, Art. Art, how are you doing this evening? I am fantastic. I cannot wait to talk about something which I know very little about. Well, what you could say, uh, but on here. the upside, I know infinitely more about this than I do fucking baseball. So there is that. So yay for me. That is one point for art. Uh, we are also joined by... Ooh, that's that, that, that gives me points every time? Oh, we are so also loud. Oh my God, kill me. By our producer, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny ha how goes things uh everything is great joe thanks for asking uh yeah that that's a loud bell so that might be negative points per how about now that's better that's better <laughs> there you go i did it just for you oh by the way i bought this t-shirt just for this show that's awesome uh, it's a bunch of dudes ripping their shirts off it's pretty sexy i knew i, uh, I knew as I soon like as i was uh, going to be producing the show that i wanted to do a wrestling episode so this is it you will have to nice. describe what the t-shirt looks like because I'm not wearing my glasses. It's got right a now. bunch of old school wrestlers on it. Um, it's got my belt, actually. My belt's one. Nice. The belt that. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. It's got uh, Hulk Hogan. It's got the uh, uh, Macho Man. It's got the. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker, Andre the Giant, Legion of Doom, Big Boss Man. Yep. It's there you go. So. Everybody got our friend Kevin's uh, belt that he purchased off the WWE shop for twenty four ninety nine. Awesome! No WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> I got a WrestleMania. Kevin, four hundred bucks. Kevin is actually new to our show. He is an old dear friend of uh, Art, myself, and Kenny. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Nice to have you on here. And Thanks for having me. And last but certainly least, we are joined by Ash. Oh, snap. You just completely <laughs> buried me, man. Hello, hanging fruit. I thought you were going to put me over. <laughs> I guess I'm the heel tonight, man. <laughs> Al. Aren't you the heel every night, Al? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Thanks for having me back, man. If you smell what the Soto is called. Oh, God. It's usually chicken adobo. Oh, okay. All right. I know what you make, Al. I know how you do. <laughs> uh, so you all know how this goes by now. Well, perhaps Kevin doesn't. Uh, we each come with our topics around a central theme. Uh, tonight is about pro wrestling. However, before we get started uh, discussing uh, uh, dancing in the squared circle or... <laughs> whatever it is that they do exactly uh why don't we go around the table just to see what everybody's drinking al let's start with you what do you have well i usually have been disappointed lately on the drinking department but uh i figured i'd have a wine that reminds me of the hot lesbian action angle in wwe a little menage a trois very nice and you kevin Actually, I don't have anything but the spit in my mouth right now. So, yeah. alcohol is not my thing anymore. Wow. It could have been That's a Coke. Good. We'll get a soda or an iced I, tea. I, actually, I will get an iced tea. Yes, I will get an iced tea. So, that will be my beverage. I, I don't go. really know what to make of this. Okay. <laughs> Producer Kenny, what do you have this evening? Uh, I am having a Coke and Tito's uh, with some nice, neat, round ice cubes that I made. Nice. Mm -hmm. You carved them yourself? <laughs> it, 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 actually, the fridge makes them for me. Sons of bitches. I was hoping agreed that you whittled them. And how about you, Art? Well, I got myself um, some bullet rye. Yes. I will be yes. chasing that with uh, Diet Coke until I move on to my huge 805. Very nice. And I have some Jack and some Coke tonight. Mix them to, together. And what do you get? I don't know. Jack and Coke. Coke and Coke. A new Jack. Oh, is that what A new called? Lex. Shit. I had no idea. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So. <laughs> As I was saying, this is our wrestling theme podcast this evening, and this mask is driving me fucking insane. Dude, you're uh, I know he's not going to last the whole episode. Uh, I know. No, no I'm going to last. I'm going to last. So, uh, for for those of you listening, all, all three of you, I am wearing a mask of the great luchador uh, from Mexican history, Blue Demon. So, uh, bonus points for me this episode. Uh, whereas everybody else is wearing either replica belts that they got off the WWE shop for $24.99. Art is wearing a, a brony t-shirt because, of course, that's wrestling themed. Um, and hey, at least you can read. Look at you. <laughs> Maybe <fit. laughs> and, uh, and Al and producer Kenny have their wrestling buddies. Remember those? Those uh, those big stuffed animals you oh, yeah. play with? <laughs> Very nice. time. What about, it's the only time what I want to play with strong ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I will go ahead and get the show started this evening. Um, my topic has to do with blood. And uh, the, reason, the reason for it is because the Premier Wrestling Federation, WWE, has taken a hard stance against blood in recent years, um, ever since the Attitude Era, uh, the era of ruthless aggression, and so on. Uh, they don't like it because they're viewed as more of a family company nowadays. So my question is, is how do you feel about that? Uh, you know, well, Brock Lesnar gets gets away with it. <laughs> I mean, if you're Brock Lesnar, you can just you know hard way anybody, and you can definitely you know you can definitely tell that 
Kevin has never listened to our podcast because he's answering first. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm an asshole. <laughs> it's all good, man. We we will get to you in just a moment. But, uh, uh, you know, Kevin does bring up a good point that um, it, it's really, you know, people who have more star power, uh, have more drawing power. And so, you know, they could do what they want at times. My whole thinking is, is that, yes, it's fake. Everyone knows wrestling is fake. God, I hope everyone out there knows wrestling is fake. But God damn it. There's something <laughs> about a steel cage match. You know, a, a steel cage is supposed to end all feuds. And there's just something about seeing a steel cage match and seeing guys bash their, bash their opponent's head into the steel cage and rub their face against the steel cage and so on and so forth and it's just not the same without blood to me every gay every great angle needs to contain blood um it, 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 especially the end of ginormous fuge which which end there in the steel cage or hell in a cell or whatever it may be i understand that WWE is trying to be more of a family company nowadays. You know, you know, they have these huge deals with NBC, uh, with Fox, and it's no longer in their presentation. But to me, you really do lose something without a crimson mask, if that makes sense. So, Kevin, uh, you uh, you sounded very opinionated to start off here. So, what do you think? Well, if it's done right, uh, like, you know, if it's done in every match, it takes away the importance of it. Um, a blow off feud, like we just took, like you just mentioned, Hell in the Cell, something like that. Yes, of course. Or like when, when Brett and Austin did it at WrestleMania 13, that added to it so much. Like that visual of Austin with blood just running down his face, like refusing to give up in the sharpshooter. If, if he had not been bloody, that would have, you know, not been as memorable. I understand where the company's coming from. They can't, it's not like it was 20 years ago, unfortunately. You know, they can't get away with it. Like you said, they have all these sponsorship deals now. They have Mattel dolls. You know, they're, they're on Fox. They're on, you know, NBC Universal. They have their hands in a lot of things right now. So they, you know, I understand why they do it. But again, you know, you can't tell, you know, make the company guideline, hey, no blood, no blood. But then Brock Lesnar, every time he gets in the ring, it's either he himself um, bust, gets busted open hard way or he just like we did with Randy Orton, mm -hmm. just take the elbow to somebody's top of somebody's head. Um, I, I heard AEW had this uh, blood and guts match a few weeks ago. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, <clears throat> but I heard like everybody talking about it and apparently WWE looked down on it supposedly, you know, if you, if you believe what you read in the rumors. Um, but again, I didn't watch it, so I really can't comment on it, but I heard that was just basically like an old CZW, ECW type blood affair where basically everybody was just, you know, dripping blood. So, uh, yeah, uh, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, here's my thinking is that, you know, one of the premier sports nowadays that everybody is trying to to be i guess you could say you know or would love to be is mma and whether it be ufc or bellator or whatever there's blood in these sports you know <laughs> like you know that's real and these guys and girls are killing each other there in the ring so i don't see what the big deal is 
Martin. Well, there's a there's a difference. I'm going to chime in on this because, believe it or not, I actually do have an opinion on okay. this. Okay. Um, when when you compare it to MMA, the thing the difference between wrestling and MMA is, uh, you know, to put it simply and 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 bluntly, there is like one that's real, one that's not. Yeah. But what I mean by that is, one has a narrative. The other one are just bracket matchups between two people who are paid to beat the Christ out of each other. So they're going to go and they're going to break bones. You're going to bleed in an MMA match because that's what you're there for. While with wrestling, I agree with what Kevin was saying. In fact, I'd even go a little bit further and say, I get the idea of blood being fun and cool, but because of the theatrics involved with wrestling, blood is almost like it's a, it's a major prop that really escalates and elevates any match in verisimilitude immeasurably. The minute oh. you see blood, it's like, oh, fuck, now it's real. So from the one, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure later, but the one big wrestling event that I did watch, I don't remember, I don't think there was very much blood in it at all, but I do remember that there was very clear story arcs that happened mm -hmm. throughout it. And I think that if you hold back on that and you only supply it in these key crucial moments that are going to elevate the story and the arc of what's happening, it's going to have significantly more impact than if you just have it all the time, because then it just becomes like Grand Ganol, you know, macabre theater where it's just like how many things can we bloody up it becomes mm -hmm. more of a of a of a spectacle and a you know and just sort of a, a i don't know a, a cheap tactic as opposed to a storytelling tool and that's one thing i can mm -hmm. say that i think that it would be it, it, imagine if you only see it once every few matches when you see it it means that much more that's all i'm saying Very well said nice what do you think al <clears throat> yeah i concur with you already but <clears throat> I think we're living in a time when um, there's disease out there, there's viruses out there. Um, it, it's a health risk for blood. Um, I, I, I think intentional bleeding, bleeding should be, should be, should not happen at all. Um, unintentional blood, would you stop the match? Maybe you would continue because no one likes to pussyfoot out of match you still want to see a great match if it's unintentional bleeding and one of the opponents in the ring is bleeding i believe that you should continue the match and finish it out um i don't think it, it in my opinion i don't think the blood really adds much man really i i think i think this is a very old school way of of uh, of thinking about pro wrestling um and what is the purpose a of a steel cage the steel cage is to prevent outside interference it's to keep both wrestlers in the ring um and you can use the ring as a weapon you can bash your your, your opponent's face into the, the the cage but i wouldn't intentionally cause bleeding in this day and age i don't i don't i feel it's gimmicky um although if they if they do call for blood i would probably prefer that that someone uses um blood pellets and, and uh <laughs> As opposed just, to the old routine of hiding a razor blade and cutting your exactly. forehead or something. I just, I just feel it's over the top. ECW has its moment in the sun. Um, and I just don't feel it's reflective of, the, you know, barring aside the, uh, the SmackDown Fox deal and the Peacock deal and all the sponsors, um, I feel that it should not be blading. But if it is done, um, it's handled. Uh, and if it is handled, it should be unintentional bleeding i'm laughing that's my stance on that i'm i'm laughing not because i disagree with with what al was saying but, but it reminds me of something that my old man used to say my, my old man used to be convinced that a lot of the blood you would see in matches were guys hiding you know 
blood pellets or such like that. I will tell you one thing. My understanding of the old school pro wrestlers is that if you ever ask them about, you know, a blood pellet or some kind of capsule or something like that, that is one of the quickest ways of getting your ass kicked. They used to they used to cut themselves, right? Didn't they have they would always blades cut and themselves. Stuff, right? yeah. And if you claimed it was fake or something, there were so many great stories about about um fans going up to you know guys like Ming or Harley Race, uh you, you know, <laughs> talking about fake wrestling and getting, you know, you know. <laughs> getting bites literally taken out right. of them especially with ming like like i mean he actually once bit a chunk oh he's like, legit he's a legit badass yeah motherfucker and it, it, and it was it's something that you didn't fuck around with that you didn't joke about or anything like that just because they took it very seriously and some and some like uh to to name one person there are some wrestlers nowadays like Randy Orton, who still take it seriously. Yeah, um, a lot of people don't. Um, I would say, um, I can't remember who mentioned the health risk. Was was that you also, Al? I, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, yep, I, I can't remember if it was Abdullah the Butcher or a guy he was in the ring with, but... Look how scarred Abdullah the Butcher's forehead not is. Not only that, but one of them, either Abdullah or the other guy, I don't remember who, mm -hmm. gave the other one hepatitis from yeah. bloodletting i think it's unnecessary wrestlers are already putting their bodies on the yeah. line um and and already getting injured why add with the, the unnecessary blood and by passing hepatitis that's how you know that wrestling's not fake <laughs> it's still real to me damn it it's still real to me. <laughs> now there is only one way we can settle this here and that's in a steel cage kenny <laughs> how would you score this well, uh, I would love to give Al the points, except one thing. A steel cage is not to keep people out. It's to draw blood. Keep them. It's exactly oh, what it's for. Thank you. Uh, Kevin gets the points for training over Joe while he was at, uh, answering his own question in the beginning of the thing. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. Bastard. Thanks. <laughs> All right, and who? Uh, oh, so Al is actually our next topic person. Al, what do you have? All right. Wow. Okay. This is a um, I, in a similar vein. Um, the presence of blood in one uh, with you, uh, Joe. But mine is the presence of the supernatural with gimmicks. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Does it have a place in wrestling? The Undertaker. We have Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. We have a cane banging a corpse. We have very you, recently. Wait, wait, roll that back again. Katie we Vick. have Kane banging Vic, Katie Vick, YouTube, a corpse. YouTube Katie Vick art. You'll see what he means. Mm -hmm. Okay. And very recently, guys, we saw zombies <laughs> and a promotion, a cross promotion for Netflix Army of the Dead, um, zombies as lumberjacks in the Miz versus Damian Priest match. Um, and um, yeah, the, the zombies were indeed like zombies that you see very much on Army of the Dead, Walking Dead, all those other lore. Um, and the zombies played into the storyline. Um, Miz is injured now because of that. And Miz has supposedly been eaten by the zombies. And um, so my opinion is that um, I feel that wrestling already has a lot going on already it, they, there should be a modicum of supernatural 
um, elements. If there is, keep it to a minimum because we can just turn on any TV, any sci-fi TV show, any supernatural show or film. Um, you know, the, the, the whole thing about wrestling is that even though it is sports entertainment, even though it is predetermined, um, we do want to be entertained, but we do want the sports aspects of sports entertainment. Uh, bringing in zombies, bringing in, you know, Undertaker, um, which, again, was an amazing gimmick. Don't get me wrong. Now, that's where this I, the I longest that question fall into, I've ever heard. Into well, he's answering it at the same time. Oh, okay. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel you, that, that <laughs> I love Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt, but um, I'll, I'll tell you one horrible um, use of the supernatural was that god-awful WrestleMania um, match between John Cena and Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, where this relied heavily on cinematics, on um, just just heavy editing, um, wasn't any athletic contest at all. And uh, it was horseshit. It was complete horseshit. So in my opinion, Supernatural gimmick in a very minuscule amount, I feel is best. Let, let the storyline, let the promos um, take precedence when watching wrestling. Let the match take precedence. Um, let the supernatural elements be at a bare minimum. That's how I feel about it. So, so let me ask um, everybody on, on this panel who's not named Art Hall. Um, are you all familiar with Jim Cornette? Of course. Yes. I, don't know if, I don't know if I am or not. Wow, really? Okay. So Jim Cornette has a great podcast um he is an old school wrestling guy he hates everything Mm -hmm. about modern wrestling he considers a lot of the hardcore stuff to be he calls them mud shows um he hates all of the supernatural stuff because he feels it exposes Mm -hmm. the business um and that is a big thing with the old school guys that they think if it's if it's dumb like you know zombies or the fiend and such not so much the undertaker because at least that's like a cool gimmick you know what i mean it, it's like the exactly it, it's like the fiend it, it just dumb with the mask and such like you know you, you know in in you know behind the scenes he's like mr rogers and then in the ring he just wears mm-hmm. a cheesy mask and i'm guessing is worse than the mask i'm wearing right now um and it's it's lame and I think it's stuff like that that kind of does, and I, and I don't mean to sound like an old fart here, but it does kind of expose the <laughs> and just make it look a bit silly that you know, sillier rather than it already is. I think there's something again to be said for guys like Kane or Undertaker where they don't take it too far, where there's some fun mm-hmm. stuff there too. But I think, but I really do think that. Some things like zombies, the fiend, the yada, yada, yada. It's just kind of dumb and childish, which again goes towards what WWE is trying to do nowadays with their target audience. What do you think, Kevin? Uh, there's that cuts both ways. Um, you know, the Bray Wyatt stuff. Well, to Al's point, that Firefly Funhouse at WrestleMania yes. last year was awesome. I don't know. You thought it was awesome. I, I loved it. I, I thought it was okay. great. Wow. I thought okay. it was great. And just like the Boneyard match that year, too, I thought that was great, too. But on the flip side of that, like this year at WrestleMania, Alexa Bliss with that blood coming down her face, like that shit was so stupid. 
Um, you know, Bray Wyatt get on, getting set on fire three months ago and coming back. That shit was stupid. Uh, their, uh, Bray and Randy's first WrestleMania match in Orlando in 2017, where they had those uh, stupid light shows with like the insects in the ring mm. and like oh, the worms. God. Like, I forgot about that. That shit was ridiculous. This zombie thing from the last pay per view, I actually stopped watching it for that match. I actually put on Fear of the Walking Dead because I figured, hey, at least I'll watch some real zombies instead of this shit. Real and now, zombies, <laughs> real in that aspect. <laughs> well, I mean, better zombie shit than what I was, right? At least I was prepared for yeah. zombies with that. And, you know, and poor Miz, Miz gets sucked into this. And Miz has never been injured once in his career, but because of stupid mm-hmm. gimmick shit, he's actually got a legit injury, injury because of this. So, there's there i think there's a balance to it you know like you know like you guys were saying kane and undertaker they do it right you know it's not like everything but with bray wyatt i love the fiend character i love the firefly funhouse that shit's hilarious but the stuff that they put in the in the ring though that's a different story and i and 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 i just don't understand like wrestlemania what was the point of having you know bray wyatt get burned alive and coming back only the job that worked at WrestleMania with that stupid blood coming down Alexa's face. I don't know. I just thought that was stupid. Was it blood? It was black. It was like black. some some kind of like black ooze or whatever. Yeah. I know they had Randy Orton do like the old school Ultimate Warrior thing where he was like he had like black stuff coming out of his mouth and he was like throwing yeah. up like Papa Shango right. did to the Warrior back in the day. Uh, you Papa know, Shango again. That's another gimmick that just yes. A so for those way over the top. So so getting back to our first topic where we're talking about steel cage matches. There there was steel cage match years ago, um, which I'm sure that. Kevin Reed remembers here between John Cena and Bray Wyatt, where I remember Bray Wyatt, or excuse me, John Cena was stopped from exiting the steel cage by a little kid who was on the stairs wearing a robe who started to sing, he's got the whole world in his hands. And this goes back to Mm -hmm. the supernatural thing. My thinking there is that, look, unless he's a -a make-a-wish kid, which Lord knows John Cena does a lot for the yeah. Wish Foundation. Knock his ass over, get out of the ring, and you've won the match. Exactly. Same. I remember that. That shit was stupid. Art, <laughs> <laughs> right, what do you think of the supernatural? Finish him. Um, I uh, I guess I would say I, I as a non wrestling viewer. Um, yeah, I know. Hold on. Yeah. Sorry. Wait a minute. Uh, let me give my own. Um... Uh, what I would say is if I were to tune in, I would probably be watching it for the things that are relatable and grounded. I mean, when you start throwing supernatural shit in, then that is it's definitely just sounding a clarion call of like, hey, this is not real <laughs> at all at all you know it's it's literally throwing mm-hmm. a bunch of sand in 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 one's eyes for that so exactly. i i think it's it's it would be a tired storyline for this particular viewer i'd rather just watch the relationships between the people and the backstabbing and the double crossing and that sort of stuff you, un, you know um, unfold instead of um, there being any any real elements to it like i don't know very much about the undertaker but for example a character like that i think is badass because he's just ominous um but mm-hmm. if he actually starts suddenly being able to like fuck with corpses or or raise the dead then that just takes me out but if his shtick is he's gonna fucking put you in a box 
then that's pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. But that's about yeah. it. It's funny me. that and, and we're talking uh, about the supernatural here because it's not just like, you know, ghosts and demons and such. You know, it it's just dumb stuff in general. Like, um, you know, I've already mentioned Jim Cornette and there's a a clip from his podcast that I watch, you know, or that I listen to every once in a while that just makes me laugh my ass off where he talks about mm-hmm. and now AEW star Chuck Taylor and how he did a move called the hand grenade where he would toss an invisible hand grenade into the ring and knock everybody out. And he's like, I fucking hate you. I fucking hate your grandkids. I hope you die. And it just makes me laugh my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. That's you don't absolutely know. horrible. Maybe he has. Maybe he has, you know, like Wonder Woman has an invisible jet. Maybe he has real yeah. invisible hand grenades. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Um, I'll take the steak dinner with Jericho and MJF, but that hand grenade. <laughs> Kevin, what do you think? I will say before. What's Go that? On. Sorry. Kevin, Kevin already went. Oh, oh Kevin already went. Kenny, I'm at say. Kenny, I'm yeah. say. Sorry. Oh, before Kenny answers, I just want to share this little snippet from uh, this infamous Triple H as Kane uh, banging the mannequin that was supposed to be the corpse of Katie. Yep. Triple H is hot, man. Look at that. Apparently, he's grabbing it. I really did it. I really did. What is that? I brain? your brains out. Yep. <laughs> that was one of the few things that actually offended me. WWE has never pissed me off like that before. <laughs> I did it. I did it. That's the attitude error for you. your brains out. <laughs> actually, that was ruthless aggression. If you want to get technical, technical that attitude error was over at that point. Ah, uh, oh, there you go. Um, Whatever he said. Kenny, take it away. Uh, I was going to give Art the points, but then he showed that clip, and uh, I'll never be able to see that. And at first, I I wasn't going to give anybody points because back when I was a kid, The Undertaker was my favorite. And, uh, you know, back in, like, what, the mid-90s when things weren't crazy. Mm -hmm. And he did just put people in boxes, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, but then everybody kind of like was like, I hate the supernatural, but the Undertaker's cool. <laughs> so everybody's gonna get points. So, so I'm the guy who's wearing a mask here, and I can only get some pity points. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, Art, what's your topic? Gotta put you over, Joe. That's right. So I need to him. hear. I need to hear Art use more wrestling slang because I know you know some art. Uh, I only know like two or three, and then that's about it. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is really more pertinent for obviously you all. I'm, I'll try to answer as best as I can. But so, uh, being a lifelong, I'm presuming lifelong wrestling fans as you are, at what age did you actually learn that the storylines were planned and staged <laughs> as opposed to being real? And by the way. Did learning about the storylines change how you felt about it? Like, did you, when you found out that they plotted that wrestler Y was going to lose to wrestler X and they knew that for weeks, you know, you didn't, you don't know what's going to happen, but finding out later on that it's like a, like a giant melodrama, it's already scripted. Mm -hmm. What, how old were you when you found that out? And did that affect any of the wonder or the fanaticism you have for it? I know, or did it not make a difference at all? Uh, for me, um, I, do, I can answer very quickly because I don't really have a place of reference. I mean, I remember I was a kid when I heard about it, but I was never invested in wrestling. 
Um, but I will admit that it wasn't until much, much later um, in life when, uh, again, with this particular WrestleMania that I watched with Al, which was the only major event that I ever watched, oh, that wow, I, right. I grew an incredible amount of respect for the storytelling that happens. I remember when that you saw too. Game. It was like a long... Shawn Michaels Ric Flair retirement match. Yeah, it was that yeah. one when when he when uh, when he turned his when he turned on Ric Flair. Right, right. The emotion said, sorry. that Ric Flair had of being betrayed was so palpable. Like I, as a non wrestling fan, I felt something so strong. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, nice. it was nuts. So I love how yeah. Art is asking a question that he can't answer because he is admittedly a non wrestling <laughs> fan. He's asking, you know, when did you learn that wrestling was not real? So Art, when did you learn that wrestling was not real? Was was it when you watched this WrestleMania with Al a few years ago? No, no, I no, I knew it wasn't real by then. I learned it wasn't real when I was like in fucking middle school. <laughs> so I learned wrestling was not real. Um, Again, it was my old man told me because I was going on and on about it one day, you know, one day when we we're driving to like my grandparents or something like that. And he did, you know, he just happened to look back and say, you, you do you know that that shits. Well, well, he probably didn't say shit, but, but no, he probably did actually. Say, right. And it blew my mind. It, it was like being told that Santa Claus is not real. Santa Claus. You know what I mean? And it was, uh, it fucked with me. And I mean, I was still probably in elementary school then and I refused to believe it. You know what I mean? It was like, no, no, no fucking way. Because the thing is, is that mm -hmm. if you watch the old school wrestling, the old school guys, you know, they actually made it look real. Like, I mean, like the kind of like, I mean, we can bullshit about, um, you know, like Art just played the clip there of Katie Vick and Triple H you know, <laughs> banging her brains out, quote unquote. <laughs> but I remember watching an episode once of triple h um on tough enough where he was giving guys a lesson on like you know how to take punches and such how to like you know how mm -hmm. to you know how, how to, to sell and so on and so forth and one guy was taking a little lackadaisical when he told the guy if you did this with me in the ring i would tag you for real just because they took it seriously and they and they wanted oh, to no. to to make it look mm -hmm. as real as possible so Right, it, it fucked with me when I first found out, but I think that's a credit to wrestling that it's like you know that's where, mm -hmm. yes, it's fake, but just like but just like a lot of those promos would say, it's fake, but these guys these guys and girls really do get hurt. Please take mm -hmm. it. Oh yeah, no, and that's why I just want to delineate. There's the difference. That's why I chose the words storylines, because the action they're doing is very fucking real. I mean, these people are hitting each other. They're having fucking concussions and broken bones and issues later in life. That that is not in question. It's it's that the narrative isn't was fabricated. That there wasn't this universe where these superhuman-sized people and and strong men and women didn't have this weird social circle where they were contesting this alternate reality of prizes and fame. That was that's the part I'm talking about. Like the the physicality and the athleticism of it's 100 real. That's that's what I was meant. And I just wanted to make sure I was clear on that. Like I would never say that the the fighting isn't real because you know any of these guys would clean my clock 14 times over. So, what do you think, Al? Um, yeah, man, I had to blame the internet uh, for uh, spoiling everything that was real and pure about wrestling as a child. So. Um, when the sheets started, when the wrestling sheets started, they, 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 they initially took 
were on um, just these underground wrestling websites in the late 90s. Um, in the mid 90s, before the proliferation of the internet, there was something called the dirt sheets, which were actually newsletters, paper newsletters that you could order. And, and many people did their own dirt sheets, would obtain news from various sources. Um, that's when it just blew my mind that, wow, wrestling is, is not real. Uh, uh, it actually, I think it was the Stone Cold Mike Tyson angle uh, for an upcoming WrestleMania that they were uh, both involved with, where I legitimately thought that was legit heat between Stone Cold and Mike Tyson. And I, I wrote to the person with the dirt sheet that did the dirt sheet. Was that angle real? It was so convincing. It was so convincing. Like, no, it's a complete storyline. No, they did. They both Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mike Tyson were selling the angle um, for for the upcoming WrestleMania match between Stone Cold and, and Shawn Michaels, which was a fantastic match um, with um, Mike Tyson as the special enforcer. Um, and that at that point, I think it was 1998, uh, I realized that 100 percent wrestling was scripted. It was it was theater arts uh, combined with athleticism. Um so uh, the, the stage, the, the 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 stage is the ring, you know, basically, and uh, the microphone uh, was was the method of, of of getting a wrestler over, get the villain over, get the 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 face over, which is the good guy and the bad guy. Um, so that uh, that was the point. So, and of course, after that, you know, the internet just completely just, you know, you can't stop reading all the dirt sheets. After that, you want to know what sometimes you want to know spoilers. Sometimes you you want to know who's backstage at, at, at Raw or SmackDown. Or that's big, you know, that, you know, and uh, it's it's honestly taken a little bit of the joy out of it because, you know, movies and television spoilers aren't so readily available with wrestling. They are a lot more readily available now because of those dirt sheets. So that's my take on it. So Al was in his twenties when when he found out that wrestling was fake. Good to know. What about you, Kevin? <laughs> I was told I was told from the very beginning that uh, wrestling was fake, but I refused to I refused to believe it. Like you, Joe, um, you know, I people told me all the time, you know, it's fake. You know, so I'm like, yeah, I shook my head, but then I remember, you know, eleven years old, crying my eyes out when Jake the Snake took out a snake and put it on Macho Man's arm and had him bleeding. Like I was like, I was literally crying my eyes out and cause I, that looked real as shit to me. So, um, it was probably know, like, Kevin, I have to stop you real quick. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Because you just reminded me of art. You'd look up that clip too. It was like Kevin was saying it was Jake, the snake Roberts and macho man. Of course the Cobra's teeth were taken at or not his teeth, but his poison, like or whatever might be Thanks. were taken out. But mm-hmm. The, well, the sacks, the sacks that connected the image the was the cobra biting down on Macho Man's arm Oof. and inflicting him with poison, and then Macho Man it's still really getting damage. loose of the ropes and like you know, you know, walking around the 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 ring completely discombobulated and not being able to stand up and such. But go on, Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. But what made me actually start realizing, like, hey, this is a business. It was actually WrestleMania nine. Uh, my favorite wrestler by heart came in as champion. And then, but by the end of the night, Hulk Hogan had won the title. And I saw right through that. That was complete horseshit. <laughs> and I could, I could tell, and that's, I could tell at the moment, it was just politicking BS, Hogan doing his backstage shit because Brett was originally supposed to lead as champion. 
but he lost to Yokozuna on some screw job finish. Here comes Hulk Hogan. Two minutes later, he's champion. Yeah, and that's how the that. show ended. And that's when I, that's the first time I really remember like not looking at it as a mark, but looking at it for what it is. Um, and then it just slowly progressed from there. Um, it got to the point where I stopped talking wrestling with a lot of people because I didn't like the people that would like try to talk to me like wrestling was real. Like, uh, you know, me and uh, Joe, we had this friend in high school uh, who, who believed that wrestling was very you real. And no, ma- <laughs> <laughs> who, no matter what he said, he believed wrestling was real. And that was just for, that was my first kind of turn off towards it. But it's, I mean, yes, it's fake to a degree. It's predetermined, but ask the family of Owen Hart, how fake wrestling is, Mm. you know, know, it was just the anniversary of his death recently. You know, the, the art of it is to make it look as real as possible without hurting the other guy. And, you know, to those who don't appreciate that, I don't know what to tell you. And I should add that if you have wrestling's not if you have vice if you have the vice channel i i no longer do because i cut the cord but if you have vice you should definitely check out dark side of the ring it is an awesome uh you know it's a it's an it's i need to watch that. season now <laughs> and art has got the clip of jake the snake roberts with yes. cobra very nice let's let's hear this for a second oh he's got a bag get out of there, <laughs> oh they dropped a big fucking snake on the floor Cobra's staring at him. Wow, look at that Cobra. Get out of there, Macho. Cobra's just, ew, Cobra's angry. Cobra's like, hey, motherfucker. I've ever seen in my life. What's going to happen to Macho, man? I wonder. He's got it too close to it. Keep it away from it. That snake is put. Wait a minute, the snake is ready. This is a censored clip. Good job, Art. Well, I find what I find. I apologize. But you know what? The the spirit of the moment was there. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore, man. That's fucking badass, dude. Yeah, like I said, cried my eyes out. Dude, I as an eleven year old, that, that's a that's definitely uh what is it the kids use these days? A trigger warning? Is that what they say? Oh god. Yeah, you would yeah. have had to have a disclaimer at the beginning of that, but I guess that would have telegraphed the ending. So right, exactly. See, that's the theatrics that I'm saying. You don't see that all the time. You see that once every like 40, mm-hmm. 50 fucking shows. That'll stay with you for the rest of your life. You know, that's some theatrics right there. How would you score this, Kenny? Um, I feel like the only thing to do is to give Kevin the points because he cried watching wrestling. Whiskey dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, I'll do this card? too. What's that? Art, you have whiskey dick? Because you're the one uh, drinking whiskey. Always. That's literally the sound of my penis deflating. Sorry, Art's wife. All right, Kevin. Kevin, why don't you bring us home since Joe is either looking at his keyboard, his phone, or his genitals. You know, I I originally, I was going to come in. My my original idea was just like a generic, you know, topic of, hey, what's your all-time favorite match? Or like, who's on the Mount Rushmore? But I actually, as our conversation has went on, I've thought of something more divisive uh-oh. And, um, is that, is, is that a, against the rules, Kat? I'm okay it with it. Be approved? No, he can do whatever he's he wants. Free. He's free. I'm going to let him shoot. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Now, Al and Joe could probably answer this question better than Art and Kenny can. But the, the two most taboo words on WWE television right now 
are Chris Benoit. Now, for those who don't know, Chris Benoit was a fantastic wrestler who um, he had took a lot of, he had had a lot of brain damage done from CTEs and and concussions. And one weekend, June, June, 2007, he just snapped and killed his wife and is killed. And I've heard about understand, that. Okay. understandably mm-hmm. so, he has been erased from WWE footage. He's, you know, they still show him on the network. Like they haven't blocked his matches off the network, but anything live or current or any kind of rush respect, you will not see or hear his name. I am, I have very mixed feelings about that because obviously I can never condone what he did. Uh, I mean, how can you kill your own son, let alone your wife? Like, I mean, yeah, women drive you crazy, but, you know, just doing that is unfathomable. But, um, however, they studied his brain and he had the brain of an 85 year old man with dementia. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, all these chair shots to the head have stopped. That's a big reason why. Rightfully so. All the stuff with CTEs have come out. So my take's always been on it. Again, I don't condone what he did, but we've all got issues, just some more so than others. Um, I Again, it's a very touchy subject. I don't think he should be vilified the way he was because if you listen to any type of like um, uh, story about him before that weekend, everybody said how much of a great stand-up guy he was. Um, I just think he just, you know, Unfortunately, his brain just got damaged too much. And then all of his friends started dying. I know in particular when Eddie Guerrero died in 2005, that hit him hard. So, um, again, I'm not defending what he did or anything, but I just wanted to mainly hear what everybody else uh, thought about him. Well, I mean, I've heard the story. I don't know all the details aside from what you told me. But what I can say is this is the idea to completely censor him from their history. That is fucked because they made him that like who he became and what happened is their fault uh, no it's not the the fact that he got hit in the head through the job he was doing he didn't get his start there he didn't get his start there no. so you're saying yeah, he, he got all the damage prior he's been that. a wrestler since the early 80s or no 90s like the late 80s i'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with this because i don't know i don't know who this fucking guy is all i hear is if he was a wrestler and he had these concussion injuries then he's in an industry that causes concussion industry in, injuries and whether he was in this particular, how long was he in the one that erased him? How long was he there for? Uh, he was there for seven years. Yeah, seven, seven years. Seven years. How old was he when this all happened, roughly? Uh, he was like early 40s, I believe. I, I'd have to look that up. Yeah. Okay, so he could have started elsewhere, what, like f- for 15 years before he went in there for seven years? Right. But his, seven years but is a long time, and it's a period of time in which he got all this this trauma. The fact that any of them are turning their back on the fact that the, the job that they pay these people to do is to essentially batter the Christ out of them and then turn around and be like, well, it's not our fault. He fucked it up. It's like, that's kind of, that's kind of a cop out. You know, it's like NFL. I, I would have thought they started taking some measures on changing some of the plays because they've realized football players are doing the same shit. They're running around killing their families because they keep getting whacked in the head a bunch yet. You don't see their games getting suddenly pulled. So what's the fucking difference? You know, this guy was a product of the industry in which he was. And the idea to suddenly stamp him as this long-term villain, that's just fucked up. It's just fucked up. It's, again, like you said, Kev, we're not defending what he did. The man was not the same person. His brain was mush. He became a different person. He became a psychotic. That's just what happened. 
but that doesn't mean that he was a psychotic all of his life. Yep. You know, it's not like you're sitting there putting Hitler on a pedestal. You know, he killed his wife and kid. What else can they do here? Like, I mean, it, 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 it's not like they can glorify. Well, no, it's him. there's a difference between glorifying and also letting the history be what it is. Well, you know, it's one... not like they have to look. I'm not saying that they need to put up a retrospective and be like, hey, let's look at all these great fights and we're going to do it's like the, the Benoit hour. No, but just don't like erase the entire like the fact of his existence from everything because right like WrestleMania twenty the, the end of WrestleMania twenty should not be erased. I'm sorry, him mm-hmm. and Guerrero at that time, nobody can argue that ha- that was a hell of a moment. And uh, does anyone that- know if Peacock has erased any of the matches that Chris Benoit? To my knowledge, in? no. I would okay. have to double. Yeah. Okay. They have. Well, then, if they at least have records of that's it, like again, hey, I'm speaking. He's still, I'm just talking he's more still available to watch. If it's still there, then that's a st- different thing. I was imagining that this is like complete, you know, re- hit revisionist history. That's right. what I was imagining like from removing Kevin Spacey from, you know. Well, that wasn't House even cards. revisionist. That's just the money they, in the world. They changed the yeah. casting. That's different. Right. Okay. Like, no, if you're saying it would be like if they shot that movie with him and then 20 years later they went back and CG'd him out, that's revisionist history. But you change it in production, that's a little different. Okay. I don't think Joe agrees with me on this, but well, Joe always likes to be the what's it, Al, the heel or, the heel. or whatever. He he he's always got to whenever he starts feeling like two or three people are in the same <laughs> ring or the same area, he's gonna be like, doesn't matter what I believe, I'm gonna say the opposite. Uh, I guess you're the baby, <laughs> you're the baby face, Art. It. Well, I don't know shit from Shinola when it comes to this stuff. We already knew that. I don't think there's so much cging him out is just ignoring it so so it's not like uh we, we we talked about disney recently you know how they took the movie splash and added extra hair, hair to cover Carol hannah's head right. just so you couldn't see her ass. right it's not like that yeah. if they're like hey let's don't look at this guy because he's an asshole L- look I, look i i <laughs> you know you know i understand cte mm. you know brain of an 85 year old as kevin said so on so forth mm. The fucker killed his wife and kid. So, I mean, it's like, you know, I understand that everyone's saying that he's not in his right mind, but it's like, you can't, I don't know how you could say, oh, this is blah, 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 as you know, you know, main, main event match where, where he clothed WrestleMania 20, which admittedly, Kevin was a beautiful moment and such, but I don't know how you can still glorify that knowing that, you know, hey, hey, I'm sure that, that Hitler, painted some great paintings too but, but it's not like i'm gonna it's not like i'm gonna compliment no, him right. you know shot I mean? did you remember no, his, his work was very hitler. reductive and derivative <laughs> but do you guys remember when Marge shot did that with hitler that like that caused her, her um ownership yeah. with the cincinnati reds she said hitler was great before he went crazy and yeah she got booted from baseball <laughs> oh, yeah well that yeah that's <laughs> there's only a few, there's there's some exceptions to the rule and that's certainly one of them um you don't mm-hmm. you don't talk about that dude in any sort of light so yeah. it's just that's just one of the rules well, you know i have to i have to take uh a producer kenny to task here because my original topic uh was dropped uh because kevin was going to say my topic and kevin uh <laughs> and it was all- decided to go off on a whim here so you know what <laughs> i am just going to go ahead so since we have some minutes here and since we're since this is already getting a little Actually, heated, can i make a con- can i, I, I get Al's a gone yet yeah, Al hasn't gone oh, yet. Right. So, okay, go is that fair? Yeah, but I'm still going to. Okay, no, no, that's good. We can go as long Don't as worry, you guys. Want. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> mute his microphone. It's fine. <laughs> I do have an opinion on Benoit. Um, 
Okay, so yes, deplorable scumbag, uh, whether it was CTE, brain of an 85-year-old, at the end of the day, he killed his wife in his own flesh and blood. That is absolutely despicable, unforgivable, um, no matter what state of a, a brain he was in. Okay, I think if, if you're going to um, display his matches or his memory, it should be something along the lines of like Museum Death in Los Angeles. Art, I know you've been there. Um, the museum has like um, John Wayne Gacy's um, paintings, you know, uh, you know, uh, has um, Charles Manson's love letters, you know, those, that's where Benoit's memorabilia, um, anything involving Benoit should be displayed. As far as the WWE network, you know, um, they haven't erased his matches. And I, from what I understand, they might've overdubbed his name. So he's still in the match. But they might not mention his name. They might have edited the the commentators. Uh, that seems like a lot of work. Um, but in my opinion, um, what what they've how they've handled it is completely um, fair. I feel like they've handled it completely fair. So that's. Well, I think they're going to end up doing thing. is they're just going to CG a little lucha libre mask over his face <laughs> in all rebroadcasts. Yeah. And they'll just have some uh -huh. actor from Central America, dub his yeah. voice, and they'll just call yeah. him a new character. Yeah. And Ben if I remember right, he either got his start in Stampede Wrestling mm -hmm. or New Japan yep. as the right. kid. And he always had his finisher be the diving head. Right. Yep. Prior to the Crystal And that's the face. thing. So, I mean, a lot of that... He brought this upon... So he brought it upon himself. To, you, know, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but he yeah. did... It might have you been know, from other like promotions. Might have been from other promotions. ECW, you know, the Stampede, as you mentioned, and the WD New, has New just, Japan. Yeah. He was in New and, Japan. All, yep. All, AAA, might, yeah. The, WCW. Of, yeah. They scaled back on, on using the headbutt and, and chair shots. So, uh, because of it. So, I think they've handled it well. All right. So, on to the Mount Rushmore no. wrestling, which. No. <laughs> no, 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 no! I am going to say I'm going to say it because nope. I I did a lot of hard work on this. Fuck you, producer Kenny. Should so, I mute him, producer Kenny? Just, you know just what? I realize out. that that I'm going to wind up with negative points. I don't care. <laughs> Mount Rushmore wrestling is not. Right, go ahead, go ahead. You're four. Let's hear it. It's Rickadozen, the mm. great Japanese wrestler. Oh, it is El Santo. It is Gorgeous George and oh, Frank Dodge. No. All right, yes, Kev, that is the go. Mount Rushmore. Right. Vince McMahon. Boom. Vince Boring. McMahon. In your face. Hulk Hogan. Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo. Bret Hart. Steve Austin. That's five. Rick Adozen, El Santo. Gorgeous George. Frank Dodge. Vince now, McMahon is God. Vince McMahon is our God. Now, now real quick, again. what's your four? No. <laughs> Horrible choices. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold John Cena. Bullshit. All right. Bullshit. I got an answer. I got an answer. I have a reason. Iron Sheik, the Iron Sheik, the Iron Sheik, and Andre the fucking giant. There you go. You put Shout this shit in bed. Go ahead, Kenny. What's my negative points there? Go well, uh, actually, I'm going to go ahead and give the whole game to Joe because he wore that uncomfortable ass mask the whole time, and I totally did not think that he was going to. Good job, Bobby brother. We didn't score the Benoit round. Yeah. Doesn't matter. All the points go to Joe anyway. Uh, we'll just, that we'll just say ass. that's the last time a guest gets to go off topic ever again. <laughs> 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 uh, I know. 
I was about to say. But could you score the Benoit round for shits and giggles? Absolutely not. You think that's oh, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because there are no scores, Al. You know this. It's all bullshit. <laughs> it's just like wrestling. Personally, ah. I don't think we got hosed on that call. No, well, I'm just kidding. And now that I've won this game. Oh, oh, and now you take the points away, Kenny, because we're still recording. He took the mask off. <laughs> oh, he gave it up. Too late. Too late. Fine. All Kevin, right. Al, guys, so, thanks for coming. Please. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for coming, Alan, guys. Uh, anybody Alan, have anything Kevin, they want to promote? Or? Plug? Thank you. Yes. That's what I just said. Really oh, quick, well, I just of- cut your voice out. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> if I could say, speaking of wrestling. Myself, Art Hall, Joe Lex, uh, we got to t- and my, my co-host Chachi McFly on Below the Belt Show got to talk to Brett Azar, who plays the Iron Sheik in Young Rock. Check it out on belowthebeltshow.com if you want to tune in and listen to the interview. It was a lot very entertaining. Asshole. He's an asshole. Whoa, Kenny. <laughs> that guy was really nice. I don't even know why you're hating on him. That was crazy. <laughs> Kevin, do you have anything you'd care to share with our uh, 14 listeners or uh now uh now just ready for football go cowboys <laughs> well time for that song then everybody remember to like subscribe share with your friends and uh come back next week for another episode of that was disappointing i got the blues i got the blues i got the blues to cheer, but come back with you. I used to think you were so much. And you're coming. And you're coming. And you're coming. And you're it's still real to me, damn it! I mean, thank Make you, easy, man. Thank y'all, guys. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Funk, for saying what needed to be said.